Hello and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Johnners, episode 259. Uh, so just one away from the magical number 260. But today I've got an awesome guest for a Tuesday evening. Uh, none other than uh, one of the best in the UK, Europe and uh, further afield, many might say, Nathan Cruz. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Johnners. And thanks for that incredible geo. That was, uh, that was a good introduction. You Absolutely. can be my MC that travels around. <laughs> I try my I'll best with these introductions. But it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, for anybody watching at home, live across Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, if you want to get in touch with Nathan Cruz, you can do. Uh, just send them through using your chosen device. They'll ping through to us and we'll bring them up on screen and do our very best to answer every single question uh, during the course of this broadcast. But first of all, Nathan, um, one PW just around the corner. Now, uh, I do have lots of graphics I'm going to bring up here, but one uh, PW are going to be part of this show from the Doncaster Dome, the 1st of October. Hell of a lineup, stacked card there. I think over 1,200 seats sold so far. And this is I going to be your match. Well. Is it yeah. really? That's incredible. Mm. Your match is going to be for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship, my friend, Alex Hammerstone. Um, so uh, not a bad way uh, to kind of um, relaunch 1PW with a stacked roster, nearly 1,300 fans in the Dome. And uh, you've got a world title match against uh, uh, Alex Hammerstone. Um, well, it does bring us to our first question, who sent us a question before we went live tonight from uh, Darren uh, Ewan. How do you feel going into the match against Hammerstone? So uh, tell, tell us about uh, your feelings going into the match, which is only a few weeks away now. Um, yeah, you know, like it's it's a great opportunity, and not just for for myself. I think for uh, Amherstone, this is his first UK match, to my knowledge. So it's cool that I get to share that experience with him in the ring. Um, I've seen his stuff online. I mean, I love. I'm a bit of an old school wrestling fan. I like how he looks. Do you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> he has the the body. I wish I eventually got to, but I just didn't have any good. I didn't have those type of genetics when I started. Um, <laughs> No man, he he looks the part. He he, he carries himself quite well. I just I, uh, I'm excited to just anytime I get matches like that. To me, I instantly just look at what happens when these two characters meet. Like that's how I, I kind of approach any wrestling match. And uh, so instantly I start seeing the potential that's there. I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be special. And and doing one PW just on that subjects because. You know, them being a Yorkshire brand, I used to go watch those shows as a kid, like what I say, a teenager. Um, yeah. You know, even after I just broke into the wrestling industry, um, it's. A, I remember going to their like their big one year anniversary show, and it's really cool to be able to. There's something that I'd never would have predicted would have been on the tick list, but now it is, and that's kind of cool. Like it's, it's I'm, I'm looking forward to to that night. What that means to me and so many other people that are there. You know, Robbie X. I know it's a big deal to him as well, and he's a very close friend of mine. Um, it'll be it'll be just a really. I'm hoping in general, like the audience are gonna feel it. I'm sure, but I can already sense like how positive this this backstage atmosphere is going to be for that night. Yeah, like I say, a, a stacked roster, talent from all over the UK, all over the world, Nathan, and 1,300 mm. rabid fans in the Doncaster Dome. Just the atmosphere alone is is going to send chills when you uh, step through them curtains, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one of those, that, you know, those type of... Uh, I won't say I get that nervous that much now with, with wrestling. Like, I'm so kind of relaxed with, with, with where I feel like 
and it's my comfort zone, you know, after missing it for so long as well over the last couple of years. Like it's 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 where I feel the most relaxed. But there is always that odd match and that odd moment where you feel those it's like your first match all over again. And I've yeah. got a feeling Donny Dome. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have one of them this Friday. I've got it we're we're back at the whole city hall for NGW. And I can already feel like they last that's like somebody put online recently um on 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 the wish me happy birthday and he said honestly i can't wait to see you in that city hall again seeing you in the city hall is like seeing cm punk in chicago so i was like wow it's a huge comparison but do you know like that yeah that's kind of extra pressure because then you know the expectations there and already i'm like i i'm just yeah it means so much to me to be back in that venue and for the ngw brand and yeah i can't and it's you know the old generation, I mean the new generation. That a lot of that new generation are my students, which is even more incredible to see them. You know, getting that moment. It's uh, yeah, Friday is going to be big as well. I've got so much coming up that I'm so excited about at the moment. Yeah, am I right in thinking that you've just returned from uh, a tour of the states and you did some shows over there? Uh, to tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, where did you travel to, and uh, give us a bit of an insight into some of your matches or, or who you were performing with? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was all over the place, but really, I was, I was out there for just a, a break more than anything. Um, like, I just, you know, Cash Wheeler's a very good friend of mine, and I'd not seen him in over two years. John Skyler, same story. Those guys uh, live in Orlando, and I was like, like, you know, like, kind of piece together. We could put somewhat of a little tour together, and it yeah. made sense. So, um, but yeah, when I was there, I was, I was. I was just having the best time just traveling all over the United States, whether I was wrestling or I wasn't wrestling because, you know, there was a couple of times, like, for example, I got to go to Nashville. I wasn't on that weekend working, but it was cool to reconnect with people there that I'd not seen in such a long time. Um, Hiromo Takahashi was one of them. Like, we went way back in 2013, and he was over from uh, Brian Dixon on All-Star, and that same summer, that was when Cash Wheeler and John Skyler were there as well. And then here we are, Humo, and he was like, oh, Nathan, he remembered me as from Nathan, from Brian Dixon's All-Star Wrestling. It <laughs> absolutely broke me. Like, just, it was Brian Dixon's All-Star Wrestling. I was like, oh, Humo, I missed you. It was real good to see him again. And then I was working uh, for Larry Otto Pro in Georgia. Uh, was the first well, first one that I did for Doc Gallows. And that was great. Like, just, you know, them, those, those southern states are just great wrestling fans. They love wrestling and uh, they love being part of the show. You know, like it's, and that's a, a huge help, a huge benefit when you're out there. You know, you to to really have the crowd with you all the way from start to finish. And I don't don't get me wrong, I like I don't mind working for it. Like we had to this Saturday at Carnival, but it's when you have rabid fans like they are in Georgia, and it was from start to finish. I got to meet an absolute legend of the American wrestling independent scene there by the name of Bob Keller. Um, and that was that honestly made my trip. Like I honestly, like he, you know, people like that who have been around for so long and helped so many talents come through, but with not, oh, you know, not necessarily make quote unquote making it. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. never got to the to, to the recognition of a WWE or something like that. But they contributed so much to the wrestling industry. You know that some of those talents did go on to WWE or the Impact or New Japan. And he's uh, and he's an absolute diamond of a human being as well. Like he had me laughing. The moment I met him, we went out for dinner together, a big group of us that night, uh, with Skylar as well. It was absolutely brilliant. I just loved it. Um, I was very grateful to Doc for giving me that opportunity. Got to work in a cool little tag match. Um, again, some of Skylar's trainees as well, which was good. Like, And then there was uh, a couple of the guys in there that like, just were from the independent scene. Tag team match, which I'm 
I love doing tag team matches because I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about just about tag team wrestling, really. Same. Having good tag matches yeah. and telling good tag team stories. I think it's, it's you're instantly given a gimmick when you're given that on the card. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. we'll see in maybe another four singles match or whatever, but you, you know, you've instantly got something else to play with there. And I love that. And I was kind of, you know, <clears throat> without taking lead of veteran, you just kind of I end up in that role because then <laughs> they realize, oh, Nathan knows what he's talking about here. And it, it's, it's an <laughs> odd... He's doing. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, and it, you know, I'm only just kind of coming to terms with that since we've come back from, like, lockdown. Like, I started to kind of take that role at, like, the NGW Butlin shows prior to, to, to the lockdown. But then, like, you know, so much after that where so many, like, someone like a Rampage uh, isn't around now. And so many other people had kind of gone on to different things. Don't get me wrong, you've still got incredible greats like Dean Allmark that, you know, I will prize of all days has been better than me. But you are, you are now in that position where you realise, oh, actually, I've got a lot of experience now. Like, that, for example, that match I'm talking about was match 1,812 because I do keep a count. And um, it, it, it just, it was, it's very rewarding to give back, even in a foreign country as well, where you're not you know, my, my name don't mean anything to them. You know, unless they've, they've unless they've watched like progress from chapter one to straight through, yeah. they probably may have never heard of me, and I'm fine with that. That's absolutely fine. So I don't expect them to. But when they to when you'd come back and they are all happy with how you helped them, and you know that you've left that changing room better than you found it, that's genuinely. I honestly like, I'm, you know, I've changed so much in the last few years, but I find such such. I think it's almost like I get a little buzz from that. Like I know, yeah. like that's cool. Like I've 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 really helped those guys, and like I heard from one of them the other day, Zucker. Um, when we flew home, like there was no reason for him to drop me a message, but he just did to say how much he enjoyed the experience of getting to work with me, um, and you know, to wish me a safe flight. And I was like, oh man, what a good dude. Like just you know, there's another yeah. kid out there. In fact, I, I wrestled him in 2019. Just while I've got the opportunity, so I want to put him over because <laughs> I went back. He was wrestling Skyler at New Japan Strong. So if you if you've got a fight network, check this match out. John Skyler versus Lucky Ali. And Lucky Ali has come on so much. He's so young. I I think he's one of them talents that instantly catches your eye. Like I think the sky's the limit. As long as he stays humble and he, he really does keep himself humble, like he's got a huge future ahead of him. Um I he really impressed me. Like so yeah, check him out. Yeah. Check that match out. It's a very good match because Skyler's a very good wrestler too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, like I say, I want to keep on more recent events, but uh, I've got to talk about Wrestle Carnival because uh, you you had your first match for Wrestle Carnival. I think it was last November, um, and uh, in January you started a bit of a war of words with Joseph Connors. And uh, like I said, this past Saturday in uh, the the HMV Empire in Coventry, another fantastic crowd there, a great venue, and, and a brilliant, brilliant card. Um, I'd say you uh, uh, aligned yourself with Robbie X, Mark Haskins, Vicky Haskins. Uh, let's just bring up a, a few pictures here from uh, what happened backstage afterwards. Um, but uh, a hell of a show. Your involvement in your match with uh, Danny Jones, wasn't it? Uh, you had a match with Danny Jones. Fantastic yeah. match. and um, But a lot of fun, a great crowd. And uh, like I say, I think what's most intriguing is what happens after the match your alignment with uh, uh, three people you know very, very well, Vicky and Mark Haskins and Robbie X, but uh, some exciting times in Wrestle Carnival, and you're very much a part of that, and like I say, a lot of uh, good matches and storylines to get your teeth into. Yeah, um, I, I, I couldn't have been 
I was just so happy to see Mark and Vicky in particular. I've not seen for so long, and um, when I got there, I was I was absolutely thrilled to see them. It was my birthday that day as well, and I was like, "This is just making my day." I got to travel with Robbie. I mean, yeah, me and Robbie have travelled and room shared a zillion times, but it never gets old when I get to see him again and get to hang out with him. And then, do you tell yeah. me, you, yeah, he, like all three of them, I, 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 I think the world of. So you getting to tell me that I get to do the thing that I, I love investing my passion into the most with three of my favourite people. Fuck yeah, that sounds a right good idea. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Was, yeah, when, when when Gary pitched that to me, the, the, of putting us through together, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely, it's like, no there's no brainer. question in my mind that I want to do this. There's no reservation whatsoever. I was so, yeah, and, and, and I just love, you know, what Mark and I have been wrestling for the same length of time, 16 years, but, like, we've gone on completely different journeys. Mark's had some great success, and it, you know, I'll, anytime I work with Mark, I become better. So I'm excited that you know, at this late stage of my career, there's so much experience that Mark's had that I haven't had that he can now pass on to me. And likewise with Rob, like Rob's going from strength to strength to strength, and I've been very blessed to see his journey from him being 14, like when we first met. And I've just seen how you know, like I'm, I couldn't be more proud of, of what he's done since. Yeah. Like the last couple of years in particular, like, and everyone's now realizing. And the, the the funny thing is, is like Robbie's been that good for years. Like he really has. Like I can some of the matches we was doing on those NGW Butlins crowds. I was like, hell, if 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 people saw what you can do, Rob, like you'd be so busy, man. And then you know now to see him probably busier than anybody on the scene. Yeah, man, he deserves it. I'm so happy for yeah. him. So yeah, it's cool to to do that, but uh, together and. Um, yeah, make you hear Yeah, and, and, and like I say, Wrestle Carnival was fairly new on the scene last year, so just over twelve months ago. But but when you look at the transition that British wrestling's had to go through over the last twelve or so months, and you know it, it's been a, a steady um, incline, isn't it? It's, it's made a steady. It's, it's slowly getting back onto its feet from where mm. it was previously. What's your kind of uh, current take on where the, the British wrestling landscape is currently? Look, so you've got a lot of new groups that have come in over the last on, on the edge. Yeah, and, and look, it's, it's, it's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. Um, but is it is it kind of getting back to where it was before in terms of popularity? And where would you kind of assess British wrestling at the moment in 2022, Nathan? I'd say it's, it's on the edge. And I don't think it's nothing to do with the talent or the product itself. I think it's just the economy this is going to be the greatest battle it's ever going to face. If people are going to struggle this winter to either feed the families or put the, the, the heating on, going to a wrestling show is going to be the last thing on the mind, especially things like Christmas and things like that. You have to remember in this cool world and reality that we create with professional wrestling, the, we are very much part of, of a real world with people who have real-life problems. Um, and, you know, when you're a bill payer and a mortgage payer, you, yeah. you realise it yourself, right? So you have to understand that, I, I mean, I know I'm going to have to cut back on my own luxuries, so everybody else is. So it's going to be a very testing time, I think, for, for promoters in particular. I mean, the talent as well. I mean, you know, for the promoters out there, then we can't be there, right? And likewise, exactly. if there isn't enough wrestlers around, like, who, are the, who are the promoters promoting? It's going to be a real... It is going to be a real testing time, but you know, but it's not like British wrestling hasn't gone through testing times. It kind of just goes in circles. When I started in two thousand and seven, it was it was the shits. It was it was really struggling, but you know, like that was literally as, as one PW closed, and then everything else was just like 
it was just bones. There wasn't really much left. And you know, every every so often something would happen where it tried to come back and it would try to come back and there was still some you know, there was effort, but there was nothing happening until around like when we hit that boom in twenty like it probably starts around twenty thirteen, but it really started to peak in like fifteen yeah. through to like nineteen. It was incredible. This is an absolute you know, I'd say a second golden era almost. Um but it, it, it goes in cycles and at the moment we're just in a low point and we've just got to try and survive it. Um then it will. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for anybody watching uh, at home on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, don't forget to get your questions in for Nathan Cruz. We do have questions that have already come in before we went live, but we do want your questions flooding in during the course of this broadcast. Uh, but uh, Nathan, I want to ask you about your, your character, uh, because when we saw each other backstage in November last year, I think that was Wrestle Carnival Pure, um, but uh, I used a very different Nathan Cruz um, and that was certainly evident in the backstage interview you did with me uh, last November but where did this kind of version of Nathan Cruz manifest itself what was the kind of origins or the inspiration behind it I mean when we spoke on Saturday um, I, I said you know th this is going to be kind of how the interview is going to go talk about your history your goals your aspirations your frustrations you told me oh Jonas you know there's a lot of frustrations believe me um, it, 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 it is, is any of that kind of part of the character that we see now in 2022, Nathan? It is, yeah. Like, I mean, this is a, a huge question, really. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I firstly, when I knew that I, when I made the decision to kind of, like, no, I still want to wrestle. <laughs> I still want to do this. I, um, I was like, I can't just come back and give them the same thing. Because what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point in... I, I don't know, like... If things have to change, you have to change. Like, look at The Undertaker. He changed every year. Look at Chris Jericho. But it's still that yeah. same character, at the core of it. But it's just a different evolution of it. You just have to evolve, I guess, is what I'm saying. So I always had that in my mind. I just needed to get a couple matches in again just so I can, you know, I can still do this stuff. And thank you, Ricky Knight Jr., for that first match back. Like, couldn't have done it with anybody better. But... um. It was after that, and, and I was kind of thinking about, you know, not to talk about it too much, but, like, everybody had to do something in lockdown, right? I went yeah. on a huge spiritual journey because I was unhappy with the person that I have become. And uh, and a lot of it stemmed from my my depression that I had gone through from what everything that happened with WWE. Okay, and, and no, no fault of theirs. I don't want to start saying, throwing, what well, sound like I'm throwing shade at WWE because I'm not at all. Uh, essentially, I got offered a contract in 2016, and when it came to the medical, I had high blood pressure, which I didn't know about, and that rules you out of, you know, you fail the medical, you can't, you can't have a contract. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I'd never truly processed that. I just cracked on because that's the only thing I was like, well, that sucks, but, you know, NGW need me in Bogner tomorrow, so best get back my yeah. bag and off I go. Right, and I just carried on with it, and I, I didn't really address it, and I, and, and I became a very dark side of myself that I'm not proud of at all. But, I, I mean, like, I, I couldn't... <clears throat> I couldn't get to sleep at night because I just would dwell on this thing that, I, like, you had everything you ever wanted, and in one sentence, it's gone. I couldn't sleep, I'd, so I'd come home, like I'd get in from, say, like a three-day when we'd been away on, on the road doing live events or could do, uh, live events for Butlins um, and then whatever else I was doing for independence on, on that weekend. And then I'd come home, I couldn't get to sleep all night, so I'd just sit up drinking and, and taking tramadol, looking stupid, 
But, you know, it was a real dark place. I didn't speak about it. I didn't, I, I think it's only in the last year I've been able to talk about this. Like, I've never, I just kept that from everybody. And then, uh, <clears throat> definitely, without realizing, was developing an alcohol dependency. Like, that was becoming my thing. And that's not good. It's not going to help my fucking blood pressure either. And don't get me wrong, there was definitely positive points along, along that way. Like in 2018, when we did WOS, and I remember that incredible team that we had for that Butlins run that year. Like I was, yeah. I was fine. You know what I mean? It was going spells up and down where, but it was it was different points of me just ignoring the root cause, and the root cause was the fact that Nathan, you just fell short of your dream. It's okay to be fucking a bit upset about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I never, I never gave myself ch- chance to process that. And then when everything stops. And you're forced to stop and you're forced to think about things like fuck me yeah yeah this is you've been behaving like an asshole and but this is why like you you're seriously depressed and it's it's been an absolute struggle to get through and i've really but i've you know i've got into like meditation and, and then a bunch of other things that have really helped me so much and on that way like i started i started to think of like I, you know, I start to think about this about everything. How can I turn a negative into a positive? Well, how do I turn this into a positive? This was the worst thing that ever happened to me directly. I can turn this into the reason my my wrestling character has lost his mind because he had it. You know, I could very well could have lost my mind if I, but like I, I had everything I ever wanted, and now I'm being forced to date. Is I had, was forced into a day job. I was forced into giving up on my dreams and falling in line like everybody else because the world came to a halt and because of what happened in 2016 meant that I didn't have that financial security from that professional wrestling had promised me. If I'd do all these things right, if I would give show stealing performances, if I would be a memorable character like the prima donna, if I would be a professional and show up on time in a suit and do whatever job role was asked of me, I did all those things get me to where I wanted to be and yes it did you know the promise you know I, it, it worked all those things were don't don't think that they don't because they do like you know I, but fate was just against me you know who, who knew I was going to have a high, high, high potential so that was where the joke comes into it right and then uh, and yeah obviously everyone's going to draw connections with with the joker I'm a huge Batman fan have been all my life and it, for me to channel, and then I, it was when I watched Yakin Phoenix's Joker back, and just that moment when he he gets told that the guy that gave him the gun originally, he he, he told the boss that uh, that Arthur had tried to actually give him the gun, and he hears that on the phone, he's like, he said that, and then the next, he, like you see his heartbreak, but you also kind of sees how disgusting and unfair the world can be yeah. at the same time, and the next he's like kicking the garbage in the alleyway, and I was like that's it like that's 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 the point in my life where the joke happened there's the pump sign you've put all this fucking hard work and you you know i'm going to dangle a carrot right in front of your fucking face here it is boom sorry you've got high blood pressure that's the punchline and that's the point where the character snaps and i oh, i've been walked on i've been trapped like a mug i've been in here everyone's against me yeah and that's where it's coming from and i just you know it's a different creative outlet i'm a very yeah, you know, I, I I love being creative. Like away from wrestling, like I used to. You know, I've got a background in acting. I used to love that stuff. So anytime I can sink my teeth into a new character and really try and find something that's, you know, it's unique. And it, and this time for me, really being an extension of myself, and something that's happened to me. Like I've just yeah, it's 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 a 
you know, my, maybe this yeah. is my form of therapy. I don't know. <laughs> I just know I'm having fun doing it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm just going to flash up them pictures again because I think this perfectly demonstrates um, yes. kind of the, the, the character development <clears throat> and the transition that you've gone through. Um, and certainly mm -hmm. there's been evidence since wrestling came back last year. Um, and speaking of coming back last year, you mentioned it earlier, but your very first match was was against this guy here. Your first match back, I think it was June yeah. 2021 against RKJ. Um, just like yourself, arguably one of the best wrestlers in the UK, Europe, the world. Um, and it was for the uh, WAW uh, Undisputed Championship. You had a, a show-stealing match, and then after the match, he uh, cut a, a promo, a very heartfelt promo, um, calling you, like I say, one of the best pro wrestlers in the whole world, and that it's a, a crime that you're not signed by a major company. When, when you have peers like that, kind of from the heart, telling you how they feel about you, um, what does that mean to you, especially the RKJ promo? And it's been said by many, many others before, but, you know, that must be... It must be bittersweet for you when you hear things like that for you. Yeah, it is kind of bittersweet, um, but it never ceases to make my heart flutter. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like, yeah, I really feel it. Like, <clears throat> because you know, I I want to entertain wrestling fans. Of course, I want to entertain wrestling fans. That is my job. But to get respect from your peers is yeah. so like because they know what goes into this. You know, if you're on the other side of the barricade, I, you know, I appreciate you. Of course, I appreciate you. But I'm sorry, you can never fully understand the magnitude of what goes into what we do. To how you have to approach every single match. You know, think about there's so much that goes through your mind before you even put the athleticism into it. Like, and you, you follow in direction. Anyway, I'm, I'm mumbling now. Um, it just when you get those things from from people. You and you respect their ability as well, you know. It, it genuinely does. It, it Ricky had me in tears that night, and and even more so when I came backstage and it was the family were there. Because I remember when I first started, I heard about the Knight family and I'd seen uh Roy Zebra Kid on, on TV, and I'd, I had so much admiration for, for what they'd done and, and, <clears throat> and for where all of them are. And Zach's one of the nicest people you'd ever hope to meet. And and Raya before she got signed and went off and and even when I, she was signed for that matter I've seen her plenty of times since then. It's an incredible person. Like I've just got so much, um, you know, respect for them and for them to give that love to me. I was in floods of tears. I was and then I remember that night, just that night as well. Giving you an example, like uh, Cash knew that that was my first match back, so he FaceTimed me and Matt Myers held the the camera for the the the. Uh, the curtain so that he could watch it because he wanted to watch it live which wow you know that means so much yeah yeah you know what i mean like you start yeah you, you stop at those moments and realize shit like i might not have got the financial reward but i've clearly done something right and like i i could sit here and list a, a long list of people who have give me similar prayers and <clears throat> yeah i'm getting choked up now thinking of it I'm sure we mentioned many of them during the course of this chat, Nathan. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to, because I, I, then I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just putting myself over, and I don't, I, you know, if they're doing it for me, so I don't have to. It's cool. <laughs> Put yourself over. Just, you yeah. Want. No, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't really like to. It's just that, it, you know, when you do ask that question, I do think of all those people that have said those yeah. things to me over the years. I mean, literally, just when I was in America, Zach Gibson, bless him, me and him were just messaging back and forth. I was there 
And he said it again. He said, like, I, I, I know, and he said it's probably bittersweet and you're probably sick of hearing it, but it honestly blows my mind that no one's picked you yeah. up yet because you're the best TV wrestler that I, I've, I've seen. Like, he, he and he, he, for him to still have that, it was one thing for him to have that opinion when he was here and was working, me and him were working on local TV for Bay TV in Liverpool or whatever. But, like, for him to now gone on and done the things that he's done with not just NXT UK, but NXT, and now he's yeah. going up to main roster, which I, Man, if anybody was gonna get it from the UK, like it was Zach, like he's yeah, fucking brilliant. And um, but yeah, him saying that as well again, I'm just like, yeah, it is kind of a bit of sweet, Zach. It, it, you know, but it is also from a peer. It always, it always is very flattering. It means, it always more means from your peers, well, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it does. It 100% does. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about. BWR, because I know it's a promotion that's very close to your heart. I think you first started wrestling for them in about 2019. Um, but uh, certainly in the last 12 months or so, you've had a great run with BWR. I think you had a heavyweight championship match against Robbie X. Uh, you became two-time BWR tag team champions with uh, your very close friend and tag team partner, Matt, Matt uh, Myers, of course, um, and doing some great things with your faction, second to none. Uh, but t t tell us a bit about your journey with BWR, because I know you're head trainer with their academy but bwr has kind of been i would say pretty much your your home promotion in the last 12 months haven't they that place has meant so much to me like it helped me rekindle my passion for this like uh in a big way and it's funny because for the longest time i thought they didn't like me yeah they've just meant so much and like i say when i i is ago thought that they for some reason didn't like me like i couldn't like it was like because they was using Myers and then they started using one of my students and I was like, they've never asked me. <laughs> and I came and did one match with Joe Henry <clears throat> and then nothing again kind of happened after that for a while. And I, I, I did, I started to think, ah, they just, you know, they just weren't, they weren't happy with it. They didn't see it or whatever. But that was far from it, in fact. I think that the, the, the issue was that they just wanted to bring me in in the, in the, in the right way, they felt like. So I had a good yeah. story that like, they feel I could add to. And that just happened to be second to none. Because, like, well, who, who better to, to team with Myers at this point? And I was like, yeah, I love it. And Myers wanted it as well. He wanted us to have, like, a good tag team run somewhere. I, I, I was so keen to that because, you know, all the times we've been rivals, even though we've grown up together, you know, since we were seven years old, just wanted to be wrestlers together. And um, we've always ended up being rivals on shows. We've never actually had, like, a good tag team run. This has been awesome to do with him, like it, because he's really moving into a different chapter of his life now. He's a father, he's married, and I'm so happy and have so much love for him for that, and and I respect that. You know, he's had he's got to do this, and it's cool that we get to do this stuff together still and do like the the, the tag team thing. And and some of the matches I've had at BWR recently, I genuinely consider some of my best work. The one where we lost the tag team titles, I my favorite match is always when I lose belts because I'm I'm a bad guy normally. And then, yeah. you know, if you do your job right, you get an incredible reaction. And that night we fucking had him. And like, <clears throat> this, this, it was just a complete culmination of the story, for, particularly for Jimmy McKillwee, who like started as a, a as a character there, who would just wrestle for food. And then he's he's worked his way over, he's won the hearts of that crowd. But now he has to show that, you know, Jimmy ain't just pot luck and, and a little, you know, guy who does comedy stuff. He can actually wrestle he's been you know, especially in the last couple of years, he's been training with me quite a lot. And I wanted to show that. I wanted to show that Jimmy can Jimmy can really go when he wants to. 
And it was, yeah, I was so proud of that match. And it was literally the last thing I did before I flew to America. I did that match. Went home, got showered, repacked my bag, got ready, and went to the airport. And I was so fucking happy with it. But the students as well, like the students that are coming through that Evo Academy, I there's a, there's a kid, there's plenty of them. I mean, R and R kind of on the scene already. Like they're very Great. good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm immensely. I, I had them on the show a few months ago. Top guys and doing some amazing things, and uh, uh, yeah. different to a lot of other tag teams out there. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm super proud of them. But there's there's a kid that isn't getting recognised at the moment. But I think when eyes get on him, he's gone. There's a kid called Vusic. I he is so talented, so incredibly talented, and he's so motivated, so disciplined. Uh, I just an absolute pleasure to train and to see him now like the academy shows that I'm getting to do there the Evo ones which is my first go at, like booking shows so that's kind of cool I'm enjoying that but like that's um you know giving them that platform and then, and then being able to watch them and critique them out right after it or whatever and give them direction and help them put these matches together and and and, and then kind of just let them sink us winning situations and like okay so you understand about this telling a story stuff right go out and tell me your story let's see what you can do and that and and he has excelled in that so much i mean a lot of you know hard, hard man dan brilliant character and he's he's somebody else that's come on so much as well but i genuinely think like Vusik is he's um and i'm not saying hard man dan isn't going to get that or, or any of the other students that um that are coming out of there like an hour and a half but i think Vusik's shown something in such a short amount of time he is a superstar in the making yeah. in years yeah. and i just want to put that focus on him right now just because i i want to be the first to say i told you so and Absolutely. i also don't want him to get that i i want him to get out there like so yeah any promoters are watching this please give him an opportunity you won't be disappointed he's he's a he's a wonderful disciplined kid and i'm, I'm very proud of him and i'm very very excited for his future and yeah, Absolutely. that came from that. That came from BWR. Like all of that's come from BWR. I've had nothing but they've helped me find me again. Like I lost me for a long time, and uh, that they've 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 really helped me, um, and and remind me just how much I fucking love pro wrestling. I really do love it. Yeah. Well, when did when did you first become uh, head trainer there then? Um, because I'm going to flash up some pictures here. There's obviously yourself as the head coach. Uh, Matt Myers as well, and uh, Scotty Rourke is part of the team. Uh, but uh, when, when did that kind of all come together? They first approached me about it, um, I want to say towards the end of 2020, somewhere around there. Yeah. I'm sure it was. I can't remember when we originally officially reopened. No, that was would have been, I imagine, around April 21, because that's when things started to open up again. Yeah, that sounds about right. The last two years is such a blur, man. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, um, they approached me. I think by the end of twenty twenty, or maybe maybe before that. But like, I was like, absolutely, yeah. Like, I'd I'd been the coach at, at New Generation Wrestling for a long time now. At that point, like the head coach, that's where Aaron R started with me. It's where Vusik started with me. Funny enough, um, and it was just, uh, it it was something I loved. I really did. I loved being a coach. Like in, from when I first started, just being an assistant coach there in, in, in like 2012, and then starting to help like like my first student that I ever directly trained was Ace Matthews, and seeing where he's gone and stuff like that. Like, mm. It's I, I have a real 
real love for that that's so different to my love for actually being in there. And it's one that I've only really, since doing these Evo shows, that I've been able, because I am sitting back and I'm not even thinking about how cool it would be to be in there right now. I am just so happy to see them getting to do it. Like, and I'm so happy to sit there and take notes and, and know that I'm giving them something to help. And, and But it just blows my mind that I'm now watching, that I sit there sometimes and I go, I say to Adam, man, we're watching a, a student show. Like, the standard's fucking right. Yeah. Like, this is, it's, it's, it's consistently climbing. And again, going back to what I said about leaving a change room better than you found it, nothing helped British wrestling. Like, I, when I, whenever I do bugger off, like, if I can leave it better than I found it, that's mission accomplished, right? That's what 100%. I want to do. And that's what I get to do through that academy. And BWR, you know, really, it's really have given me that opportunity. I'm not saying New Generation Wrestling didn't, because they really did. But um, BWR, like, at a time when I needed it the most, have been there for me. And uh, I, I love those guys. I really do. Everybody that works there, Kay, she didn't get enough. Like, I don't think she wants a spotlight on her too much, but she's an absolute wonderful wonderful person and uh, i'm so grateful to them all i really am yeah absolutely absolutely and i'm, I'm going to be checking out uh, uh music for sure um but to take us all the way back nathan when did pro wrestling first come into your life as a fan then uh, I, I know you've been a lifelong wrestling fan and you've always wanted yeah. to be a pro wrestler but when did you first become a fan and what sort of impact did it have on you kind of back in the early days so i can't tell you when like i was because it was always there. My dad watched it. Mm. And then <clears throat> my uncle, like, we never used to have Sky Television. So I guess at some point, the wrestling must have gone off the whatever channel my dad watched it on when I was I was a real little. And then my uncle got Sky Television when I was, like, five, six. So he used to make me, like, these tapes with all different stuff on it. Like, Spider-Man animated series, Batman animated series, X-Men, Power Rangers... And wrestling was on there. W- I mean, it, was like, it would have been super. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been like <laughs> superstars. So my earliest memories of it, a British Bulldog, the dude in pink, Bret Hart, and the Undertaker. I was like the biggest Undertaker fan. And then um, and then from there, like, I, I don't know. It was just always there. And then by the time I was like seven, eight, I was in deep. Like, I, this was all I watched. Like, I was, I didn't give a crap about football anymore or anything. The only thing I wanted to watch was WCW or WWF. And then uh, I, I got, you know, through the fact that the only other kid at my school that watched both was Matt Myers. And we just became best friends from, like, seven years old. Like, we had to bring a toy to school there. I brought, a, I think I brought Goldberg and he brought Nash. I genuinely think that might have happened. And then it was like... You watch WCW? Yeah, you watch WCW. We <laughs> yeah, we did. Like that was it from that point on, and we just rode this wave together of just like being avid fans. But the turning point for me, um, I was ten years old, and uh, it was WrestleMania seventeen. Still, in my opinion, the greatest wrestling pay per view of all time. And um, I was sat on my bed, and it was I'm watching the I'm big Undertaker fan, and he just beats Triple H in front of 63,000 people in the Astrodome, I think it was, which was in his hometown, Houston, Texas. And he's draped over the middle rope, he's got blood trickling down his forehead, and he looks out at all those people and he says, this is my fucking yard. And I remember thinking, wow, like, they will never know him on a personal level. I will never know him on a personal level, but he's made us all, like, 
he's just got an incredible mo like it, I, I, I'm kind of registered with me that like it's made yeah. me feel something I want to do that like I can't I can't just be a fan like I've got to do this like that like Mark Calloway has just affected Nathan Irwin this 10 year old kid in whole England without knowing how cool would it be to do that for a living how cool would it be to get to wrestle for a living and then that was it man made up genuinely man was made up at 10 years old and you know it didn't waver once not once like some people would like oh maybe look I actually that guy there. there you go yeah there you go evidence look at that guy there there we go <laughs> but, uh, that, that was the kid that was bitten yeah that was it i just i had i had to do it um and yeah luckily enough by the time i was 15 i got to to start doing this stuff and uh and battering my body up <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, oh, well, you started are. training. You started training with Matt, didn't you? Hey, I've got yes. all the pictures here. Uh, but you yeah, started training with Matt, didn't you? <laughs> Let's bring that one up again. That's a great picture. There we go. Look how <laughs> look like I was already wrestling at that point. Like, that was taken in Australia, and we, really? yeah, I was already yeah, I was already a year into my. We weren't wrestling out there. It was part of a performing arts thing out there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I was, I was, I was already a year into wrestling there. And I'd actually put on weight. That was how small I was when I started. I was so small. This is the thing. I had to really work hard for... I, I still feel like I'm not big enough, but like I, I can at least say, well, when I started, I was lucky if I hit nine stone. As well. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a good 14 and a half to 15 stone. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah. So when you started training about 16 years old, is that correct? No, 15. 15. 15? I started in the... Started in the March, um, I would have been 15, and I had my first match August 26, 2006, um, which was a few, obviously a few weeks before my uh, my 16th birthday. Wow. So I was 15 years old when I had my first couple matches. Got beat up by men, grown men. <laughs> Look, it, you know, it's one of... Oh, you got that, if you have, I don't know about pictures, have you got that picture of that hand back that's on my back? I, I didn't save that one. I do know the one you mean, and check it out on Nathan's yeah, Instagram. You know what? Yeah, check it out. Like you can see, like the individual lines in the dude's hand, like came my back. I was my first ever match. Yeah. But like you know, people always. I get asked about that. Like, do you feel like they took advantage? You know, like it's a it's a shitty way of doing things, and I don't do it myself. But I don't discredit the lessons that i got from that i don't hold any animosity you go against those people for that stuff if you know what i mean like yeah like i do i am saying that it is the way to go things that's why i don't do it but you know <clears throat> it does teach you early on that this job is physical because i think that's the big misconception is that you know it, they know what they're doing so they don't get hurt or well, actually no there's a difference between fixed and fake right and yeah. the way to do this job so effectively is we you know you do have to get a bit stuck into each other like again those who was at carnival can probably attest to what me and danny jones were smacking the hell out of each other's yeah. chest with chops and clobbering each other with forearms and stuff but you, there's there's an element to that physicality that you know is enjoyable in a weird way I don't know. Yeah, Maybe like, it's just combat sports, though, right? People love it. Of course, it is. Of course it is. It's, 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 it's an, there's an enjoyment to it, but it, 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 the audience needs that to a degree, always. I'm not saying like we enjoy it, or maybe we do. <laughs> but I'm saying like, you know, the audience do, do enjoy that. They enjoy seeing that. So you do have to sometimes get stuck in. Like, there's a reason everybody loves a good chop on a show and wooing and all that stuff. Like, 
and it's not that many people always wince and do you know what I mean? Like they're enjoying that physicality. Sometimes you do have to give them it. So yeah, I don't always discredit those lessons that I got early on. Yeah. Like the big hand marks and, and getting battered at, at, at 15 years old. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want, I want to skip forward a couple of years. And uh, I think you was uh, kind of there when NGW first came on the scene. I think that was 2010. Um, and you would have been about 18 oh, no, 08, years old. 08. Oh, was it 08? But you were there yeah, from yeah, their, yeah. pretty much their very first show, weren't you? I mean, did you feel yeah. that even from them early days, did you feel that that was something very special even back then? Because obviously it got bigger and obviously did the holiday camp circuit and became this big thing on TV. Mm. But uh, you were there from the beginning. You must have felt that a bit of a groundswell of something special going on when NGW started. Uh, no, not, not when it first started. It, it, when it first started, it kind of seemed cool because originally it wasn't Rich Dunn in charge. Um, it was a friend of mine, Luke Ingemels, and he, uh, he was a wrestler at the time and he he reached his ceiling very early um, and it, because of that, it kind of miscued what he was wanting to do with NGW and it, it, the product was hindering badly because of it. Like It barely made that first year. And it was frustrating to me because I did knew I did know there was potential. There was a hundred percent potential there in the the talent that they had there. Myself and Matty being two of them, I was like, I know we can do something with this. I just don't know how we're going to get there. Then by chance, Rich Dunn got involved with NGW. He wanted to become a promoter, and I think he'd done a bit of time working with Andy Quilden down south, just kind of like an apprentice, which I respected immensely. As soon as I said that, I was like, well, yeah, like you've gone to an actual wrestling promoter to learn how to promote wrestling. Seems like yeah. seems like a good idea. So I was like, okay, like, yeah. And he had like radio interviews and things set up for NGW, which were things Luke would never have even thought about. But in 2009, we needed it. Um, and he kind of did like his first one, which was like NGW versus um, I, the old IPW that Andy Quilden used to have. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a cool show, Drew the best attendance NGW would add. So instantly I was like, I think Rich is somebody we could really kind of trust to help us get out of here. And um and he did. He really did. He worked hard. He was working alongside Luke. So Luke he kind of, you know, gave Luke that kick up the ass that he needed and Luke stepped down from being a wrestler and that helped a lot because then he's not thinking about his moments on the show anymore. He's just thinking about what's gonna be best for NGW. And that was when Luke kind of got his shit together and them two together actually were creating a good wrestling product and then from that Rich was very trusting of me because I was out on the scene a lot at that point by like 2009 and he was trusting of me to kind of help look out for talent and he would come along to shows with me as well and see other people that he would also be interested in it just it was so refreshing to have somebody who was willing to not just listen to our ideas, but he'd listen to Sam Bailey's ideas. He would listen to, uh, you know, all these different people that were working for us at the time. He'd listen to their ideas, and it might not take them all on board. That's fair. It's his his promotion. It's his show. But it was refreshing to be able to have a creative outlet and somebody who was still willing to admit, "I'm still learning this as I go along," and he was. But he was doing it brilliantly. And it, it was the reason why I wanted to invest so much more of my time and energy into it. Like um, all those build-up videos from like 2010 when NGW started to get like notice and traction. That was me and an incredibly talented video editor by the name of Andrew Dyer who runs out of Pooch.edits on Instagram if you want to check him out. 
he's an incredibly gifted video editor and we used to just stay up all hours making these build-up videos to help get more people into the doors at MGW because I knew what Rich was giving them was a great product and we were all enjoying it and like from Colossus Kennedy I remember when him coming in and the storyline of him building to his first bump didn't take a bump for one year because he's a giant right and we made it was so good it was such a well-written story and I'll never forget the night he first took that first bump you've never heard such a, a lot such a reaction for a bump and I was at that point I was like yeah I'm I'm loving this company like this is where I'm very happy and I was at that time I was having a nice little run as the champion and getting to learn how to do main events which was really good for me in my career and one of my favorite matches losing the title to Matt Myers Eternal Glory 2011 I think it's on the line on on YouTube I just loved it for that moment for me and Matty doing our first main event together where people actually cared like it'd been a local newspaper we sold out the venue it was like this is fucking cool as fuck man like I'm yeah. getting emotional thinking about it like it's it was so yeah it just meant a lot to us both and I remember it was like you, you know especially as a heel these are moments happen a lot as a bad guy. Like you, you, your favorite moments are when you leave in the ring. You're kind of like an artist getting to stand back and watch everybody in the room look at your art. And I remember crawling up the ramp and just turning around, and the fans had broke the, the guardrail and got in the ring. And we're now holding Matty on the shoulders, and I was like, "Wow, we just made that. That's yeah. pretty cool." And I come, I come into the backstage, and the first person I see was Rampage and he stood there giving me like an applause and that meant the world to me at that time because it would now but Rampage has been the biggest mentor to me in my career he picked me when I joined All Star Wrestling in 2010 he took me under his wing and he taught me so much and he still teaches me so much to this day Um, there he is God I love that dude man my big brother he really is and uh, coming backstage getting that respect from him I welled up and I was like, man, I was already emotional, but you got me now. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, like NGWs give me so many moments like that, you know, from when they grew from strength. I went away for a bit and came back as the big baby face. We built this big match between me and Rampage at Hull City Hall. Um, yeah. well, Hull City Hall is the venue I used to go watch wrestling in as a kid. And me and Matt used to go watch All Star there. And I remember getting the magazine from there saying, like, oh, I want to work for All Star one day because I had all the dates on the back and you could see how busy they were. And, um, and and to now go into that venue, sell it out against my mentor and somebody who I genuinely believe is one of the very best professional wrestlers on planet Earth. And I've shared the ring with a lot of good wrestlers and rampages in the top two. Always will be. I just think, I, I, and it was because in your book is the good guy. So the crowd are on your side and then your parents are there. My fiance was there. I'm wrestling rampage. Myers is obviously there. It was just like, Stars aligned for a night and getting the second championship win of NG for my NGW run that night. It was one of the best best moments of my life. It really Absolutely. was in like this world of wrestling. Because you know that you know you've earned it as well. Like it isn't just like the, when you get a championship, it's not just because oh well there you go. We need to get the championship to somebody. Like it's it's thought that goes into that. Like, like okay, who do we trust? Who do we trust to actually be in that position and give us good matches at the end of of a very good wrestling show, you know, it, it means a lot. Um, it meant a lot when Progress gave me it back in the day, like for their first one. I was like, "Wow, guys, you trusted me to help you launch this company? Shit, that's that's pretty huge." Just <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, all that stuff means a lot. There we are. The staff, 
the staff, there we are. Oh man, yeah, that was uh, bring you back some memories today. That first, that's that first run of progress. Yeah, man, that first run of progress was, but the, the origin run was also a lot of fun as well. But yeah, yeah, let's flash up some titles, it meant a lot to me. Absolutely. Let's flash up some pictures, some, some blasts from the past. And this must have been when you was the prima donna back in the early days. Um, hey, and... and Rich was my manager. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that was earlier. Rich Dunn was my manager there at RDW, uh, which has now <laughs> gone under, but they ran out of, they ran out of like Grimsby Skeggy area. Yeah, there it was. He's a good looking chap, isn't he? He's a good looking oh, chap. Yeah. And uh, I think so that, was that you and. Okay, I think. <laughs> is that Myers in there? Um. And of course, uh, like I say, that's when you won your first NGW championship. Lock, yeah, I've yeah. just cut to trunk. And of course, uh, there uh, he is with the your your your, your first end. championship. It's stuck, still stuck on me and Myers on my end. All oh, right, okay. We just wait for it to catch up a little bit, but uh, like I say, you had a, a fantastic journey with NGW, and um, okay. your second reign uh, lasted for over five hundred days, five hundred and thirty-one days um, after that classic win against Rampage. Um, so, like I say, some great memories and some uh, fantastic championship uh, reigns there. Um, and you're the only three-time NGW World Champion, um, I understand. So um, that 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 company will always mean a lot to you, yeah. won't it? I will say, well, well, it will. And while we're on that, like those matches, the, the, there's three that are all online now of me and Matt Myers. And obviously, it means so much to us, too. Um, but we main evented the whole City Hall against each other three times. And each time we sold the venue out. And all three of them, like, if you watch them back to back, like the teleconnecting story, and one that I'm extremely, I'm so proud of those matches. Um, like they're some of the best things that I've ever done. Like they just, I just, I can just be so creative with Matty because he's so creative, and we just bounce off each other, and then and you just have that chemistry because you grew up together. I guess that's where it comes from. Like, um, it's you know he really, I've I've got, I don't, I'm an only child, and I've got like four people in my life who are considered like brothers to me. And he obviously is the closest one I have because like we, yeah. he has been with me through this entire journey. So every time we get to do these together, something special happens. I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. But all of those three, particularly the cage match, the last one, I mean, I'm immense, I'm so, so proud of that. Like, I remember coming out of that one and um, uh, Kip Sabian was there and he kissed me. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looked me dead in the eyes and just said, you are the best wrestler in the world. And I was like, wow, well, that means a lot, Kip. And then um, I turned around to the guy who was booking Defiant Wrestling at the time. And he said, he's not wrong, you know, mate. Like, you are the best. And I was like, wow. Okay. And it was funny because at that time, he didn't really think too much of me, I don't think. Like, he, he was on the fence about bringing me into Defiant from what I'd heard. And then he'd seen that, and then he for him to turn around and say, he's not lying, you are the best. I was like, okay, yeah, I think I've just done something pretty good then. And that was that was the end of 2017, and that was my year when I was really, like, down, like, yeah. really down with wrestling because everything what happened in WWE at the end of 16 kind of filtered into that year. And it was a big confidence booster. But, yeah, that match I'm immensely proud of. But all three of them, like, check them out. They're all online. Um, the three of my favourite matches that I've ever had. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and we quickly skipped over uh, progress because you are, uh, and not many people might know this, but you are the very first progress world champion with the staff there. No bout yeah. uh, back in 2012. You were there from chapter one. Um, I think you wrestled for progress for many, many years, uh, all the way through to about chapter 50 plus. But um, um, any, any kind of really fond memories of your time with progress then? Because I know that you're a two-time progress tag team I champion. I can't remember the chapter um, numbers. I always forget no, the chapter no. numbers where it was. I just remember the years. <laughs> but, but you're also a two-time tag team champion, weren't you, um, as uh, one half of the origin. So you had a lot of success there, a lot of great storylines, a lot of great matches. Um, but you must be very proud to have been the start of that progress story, really. That, that that saga, 10 years on, progress is still going very strong, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud to, hear, to say I helped in whatever way I did. Yeah. Um, my personal favourite moments, sad, I mean, yeah, the, the, again, when I lost. <laughs> There's one when I lost the tag team titles um, at the end of night one of Super Strong Style 16. And the reason it meant so much to me was because Strong Style 16 has some of the <coughs> some of the best independent talents from around the world yeah. doing everything in every single match. So the audience can get burnt out pretty easily. And we were last. We were main event in the show. And I'm like, wow. Okay, we've got a lot to follow. Like, how are we? Go I hope we can get them. But I, you know, we did. And then there's a picture James Musselwhite got of me kicking out of, of a near fall, and you can see every single face in that ballroom is reacting. Everyone's on the feet. His arms, oh no, like the can't believe I kicked out. And and then obviously when we win, uh, when we lost, there was a huge reaction. But I just remember thinking how proud I was to have got that crowd in the palm of our hands after they'd seen so much wrestling that day. Yeah. They'd seen so much. And I was like, we got them. Like, that meant a lot to me. I had so much fun with that. Like, everything at, at Brixton when we did that and the hailing toilet paper it was all, like, that was that was class. I just loved that stuff. Anything, any time I got to work with Gibson, I was happy because I just, we, we, we bounced off it. When we wrestled against each other, when we were teaming or whatever it is we did together, we had great chemistry. I loved doing that stuff. And I loved working against Eddie, Dennis and Mark Andrews. It was something I'd wanted for a long time. And we did the, the the hardcore match with those guys in Manchester. You know, I got to show a side of, I assume that, I think everybody kind of assumes because of the professional or whatever, like I, I kind of looked down my nose at that type of wrestling when I don't. Like I have an appreciation for that stuff as well. And that was a good for me to be able to kind of get into that creative outlet and, you know, show that I'm willing to, Get lobbed on drawing pins and into ladders and stuff like that if it you know if the story is right for it and it was um and and against those guys which i, I again like i said i'd wanted to work for a long time um I, I fought a lot of mark andrews for a long time really really wanted to wrestle him and then eddie i kind of just through progress was like hang on eddie's really good actually i want to do some stuff with eddie like it was all those things that we, that we did with the origin was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I had so much enjoyment. The the match with Moza, like that was again like where we, I could show a different side to me and do some more hardcore stuff, but without it, you know, with it meaning something, not just being thrown away. Like yeah. we built to this moment. Um, I really, really, I've just fond memories, really, like of, of that time. Um, you know, I like, would, I wish it had ended differently, hundred percent, like. I 
it, you know, it just ended the way it ended. But um, I do do enjoy. Like I look back at it now and go, oh, "That's cool," because uh, progress has got it's going to go down in history, and I'm I'm a big part of that. And that's that's pretty cool 100%. to say. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I briefly want to touch on, I know we, we glossed over it earlier, we spoke about WWE in slightly different terms, but uh, you did have some tryouts for WWE and some matches as well. Now, the two matches that I'm familiar with is your match against Elias Sampson. I think that was the back end of 2016 uh, on NXT in Florida. Um, and then your dark match on day two of the UK tournament in January 2017. Um, first of all, how, how did you kind of get involved with having that match with Elias over in Florida um, back end of 2016? Because, uh, once again, a great opportunity. Was that part of a tryout uh, weekend or uh, did you get invited to be a part of that show? How did that all come about? Um, no, no, no. This was... Uh... I tried out for WWE in 2014 originally. Um, they were very interested in me. Later that year, I will, me and Justin Sizemore did a, ta- a dark match as a tag team against the Usos on SmackDown. Um, and it was kind of like staying in touch with me in 15, but there wasn't any like direction or indication that anything was going to happen. Um, and then in 2016, Sam Callahan had been released and he'd come over and done some shows over in England. Um, and he did NGW and he did Progress, and I was on both those shows. So he did pro- he did NGW, um, and I picked him up at hotel in the morning. We drove all the way to London, and he'd watched my match the night before and gave me a big G up and was like, "Dude, you're good. You should do a tour of the states." And at that point, I'd not done, I'd not been to the United States. And full credit to Sammy Callahan, he sorted that out for me. He got me booked all over that country, and gave me my first time. So eternally grateful, eternally grateful. Sorry to Sammy for, for sorting that tour out. Now, yeah. obviously at that point, um, Cash, I, I'm just going to call him Dan from now on. I think he's got his, his real name on Twitter now, so I don't mind. <laughs> like he, um, he, he, had, like obviously we, he and I had become friends when he wrestled over here. We'd met 10 years ago to this summer, in fact. And um, so I was catching up with, with him a bunch while I was there. Like we was just hanging out and, Whatever, and he said, "Look, I've got an XT taping this week. Why don't you email Regal see if it's okay to come by?" So I did. Uh, Regal said, "Yeah, absolutely, come by. It'd be great to see you." So uh, off we go, and um, I get to the venue, and, and Regal says, "Like, oh, I'm real sorry. I tried to get you a match, but I think they're going to use this local talent instead." To which Dan looks at me and just goes, "Leave it with me." <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Later on, like Dan's gone. I think he he put his and this, I'm, I'm happy to tell this story because I just want everyone to know what an incredible human being he is. But he went to Matt Bloom and, and said, like, I know you're using this talent, but he lives in Florida. You could use him next week. Nathan goes home to England next week. Just give him a chance, please. And Matt Bloom said, well, okay, but if something goes wrong, it's on your head. And, like, Dan said, yeah, okay. Like, he literally put his neck on the line for me. And uh, so he comes up to me and, tells me the news. Robbie Brookside was my agent, which was great because he was the one that got me my tryouts in the first place and you know, very much been a part of me getting anywhere near to WWE and their eyes on me. So it was a big thing. And Elias was great. He was just an absolute yeah, professional. Like, blows my mind that he's not world champion because he looks the part and he's one of the most charismatic guys and athletic guys. And he's just fantastic. Just yeah, just to end that, it was yeah. I, we, we, to get up to it, it was yeah. It was I got that day because of Dan, 
and he's an incredible human being. I'm so proud to call him my friend, and and I'm so proud of obviously everything he's accomplished. But that is how that NXT match happened, and uh, yeah, it, like I like telling that story because I think he, you know, he he never would want to put the spotlight on himself, but he doesn't give himself enough credit for how how good of a person he is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I want to talk to you about WOS Wrestling uh, because you was a big part of uh, that TV show, that project that happened in 2018. Um, two days worth of tapings over in Norwich. Um, and uh, like I say, part of the tag team with Adam Maxted got to the final of the tag team tournament. Um, had some great experiences there, including a, a ladder match with Adam um, towards the end of the tapings there. Give us your kind of your overall thoughts, feelings, and memories to WOS, and kind of what, what did you take away from that experience? Certainly, those two days um, over in Norwich. The, the the TV companies don't like taking direction from people that know what they're talking. About. <laughs> I uh, have heard about that. Yeah. The wrong thing to say there, but it was. It was just it, it, overall. I remember during filming, we were like, "This is awesome." Yeah, just just I remember when we were filming it, there was just such a great buzz. Like everyone was like, "This is awesome!" Everyone's going out there with every intention of smashing this, and we all did. We, we all just I just remember like looking around the change room at one point, and like people were kind of getting involved in helping put together other people's matches as well. Like you'd get like you'd see other people like, "Oh, why don't you guys do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're working as a team here. This is a team. Like this is." this is awesome. Like, this is something I want to be a part of. Like, see uh, just everybody working together to make sure that this succeeds is, is incredible. And, it, you know, milestone in British wrestling history at that point. So, yeah, it was awesome to do. And for me to work with Adam, I mean, God, like, it is somebody I've just, I've, I've just gelled with over the last couple of years, like, prior to that, that last couple of years and then going on after that. I mean, me and Adam just have incredible in-ring chemistry. He he cracks me up outside the ring more than anybody. Like he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I just I love being around that guy. So I was like, this is going to be incredible, and it was. It was such a good experience. And um, overall, like obviously there was frustrations towards the end because the, the it was the editing that inevitably yeah. kind of let the show down, and it, I it, it's just one of them. It's out of your control. Do you know what I mean? I just wish that the fans had been a bit more like patient with it and understood that this is a fair series. It's already been all filmed. It's not like we can go and just change it next week. So like just be patient and we can correct things with a second series. Like because you know there, there was talks of that. But because it was met with such bad backlash instantly, we didn't get all that opportunity to kind of like see where it could actually go. Um it's a shame. It is what it is and I aren't saying it is it is the the that, that's the reason why I think there may have also been people that didn't want it there in the first place. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just one of them that everything that I got from that was 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 positive, really, when I think to it. Um, what I'm going to do, Nathan, is I'm going to bring up some questions that have come in throughout the course of the interview and some that dropped in before we went live. Um, and uh, like I say, let's see how we get on with some of these. But uh, first of all, uh, a question from uh, Paul... Dougie Douglas, uh, what are your opinions on deathmatch wrestling? And would you ever consider participating in one if you haven't already? So a deathmatch wrestling, um, give us your opinions on them and, and would you ever do one? Look, if, if it was right, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's something that 
I wouldn't be going out my way to do every single night ever. <laughs> hey, but if if it was right for it, like yeah, I'd, it'd just have to be, and it would be a one-off scenario. It wouldn't be something I'd be doing all the time. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely something that I would consider doing. We've got a, a question that came through earlier uh, from somebody you know very well. Uh, Scott Bell sent us a question at the beginning of the stream. Uh, what is Nathan's favourite match or moment in his career? Uh, so Scott, uh, who I hope is uh, watching the stream live, sent us that question. And what's your favourite match or moment in your career uh, so far then, Nathan? Um, I think... I think if they was to put them both together, it's that one with Rampage that I, I said earlier when you know I, I got the second NGW Championship against him at Hull City Hall. It's probably that like that just it was just one of those moments where just everything aligned. But the ladder match that Max Stead and I had in Blackpool on the WS tour, I mean the atmosphere that night was something like I've never experienced in my life. It was insane, um, and it, we just. Yeah, we just laid it into each other. We really went at it that night. And I remember thinking, like, I, it's one of them where I know I've left every last drop, drop in the ring. But, yeah, there's so many to really, like, pretty much everyone that I've mentioned prior about my favourite title losses and stuff like that, it's so difficult to just pinpoint one. Um, but, yeah, that Rampage one is the one that kind of always comes to mind first. Like, that's pretty yeah. special to me. Absolutely. And uh, another question that dropped in uh, before we went live uh, from uh, Elliot Marriott. Uh, we know Elliot very well, probably the best wrestling graphic designer um, pretty much anywhere, Agreed. certainly in the UK and Europe anyway. But he sent in a question. Uh, without question, you should be all over the world showcasing your ability as one of the most well-rounded wrestlers in the industry. Uh, but what would you say your own personal goal is within wrestling? Um, is there an end goal or a main destination, a company you strive to work with uh, that you would consider, I've made it? Um, or is it uh, more just where the journey takes you? And he closes by saying, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan and I will support your journey however I can. So uh, the main crux of the question is, is there a main goal or a destination um, where you would consider that you've made it then, Nathan? I mean, it's it, it was... WWE. I mean, I'm my blood pressure's under control now, so I suppose it would always it, that would still be yeah. place. But a North America or, or in AEW, like if I can end up in America, yeah. essentially, I'm happy because like, I love it there. Like that's that's probably it. But like I've always said that I'd, I'd still I've I've not wrestled in Japan in my career, and I want to. Like that's a big thing for me that I really want to tick off. Huge Godzilla fan when I was a kid. Like, I loved those movies. When I was a kid, I lived by them. So I've wanted to visit Japan since I was about six or seven years old watching those films. And then it just so happens that they have a great wrestling culture out there. And Power Rangers also started there. There's a bunch of geeky reasons <laughs> I want to go. But I really, really want to. And it's, been, it's got some absolute beautiful parts to it as well. Like, that, you know, that I'm into hiking and stuff like that. And so I'd love to go to Japan and, and, and experience what that wrestling culture is like out there. Because, you know, I'd like... I've, I've had students of mine that I've managed to get there and I was so proud of them for going and hearing about their experience. And it was, you know, like, it's just something that I'd love to do. But I don't know if I have an end goal. Like, because, like, WWE was my end goal and when I did 
didn't get it. it. It just upset me so much that I, I, I think almost now it's not that I'm scared of setting an end goal. It's just that I'm like, I just want to enjoy it now. Like when I came back from lockdown, that was my main thing. Was just like, let's just enjoy it. Let's just go back and instead of focusing about everything that you do to impress WWE or get to WWE, just go and just enjoy being a wrestler. And that's kind of where I'm at now with it. And like, I even see myself possibly moving into other roles within wrestling so that I can further benefit the British wrestling industry. You know, like, it's, it's I mean, to answer your question about an end goal, if I'm starting to formulate a new one, it was it would be to help this scene get better. I want to do something groundbreaking. I want to change this forever so that people don't have to be in the position that I ended up in where you don't have to think that you have to go to WWE and AEW with Impact and New Japan. Like, what if you could actually make a full-time living here and have just as many dates, like, two... I mean, I, I stacked... I remember my busiest schedule on 2011. I had 257 dates um, that year. Like, I was extremely busy. Like, we can... Not that I'm saying I want to drag people away from their families or anything like that, but I think this scope to create something like that here and uh, yeah maybe that's something i might dive into i don't know but for right now just enjoying being a wrestler I'm just enjoying awesome. being a wrestler and if, if, if i get an opportunity to either of those dreams come true awesome that's that's there awesome well i think you're doing some of the best work of your career to be honest with you like i say with your experience your knowledge you've built up over 16 years uh your ability in the ring uh the, the, the character that you're kind of developing certainly over the last 12 months um, and I think many of your fans and followers and friends and family will kind of agree that um, I think this is kind of like the total package, Nathan Cruz, um, that we that we finally got in 2022. Um, but uh, before we kind of say goodbye, there's an opportunity for you to throw out your socials, Nathan. Um, where where can we reach out, say hi, learn more about Nathan Cruz, whether it be on Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you might be, my friend, uh, the floor is yours to th uh, throw out your socials. Okay, so Instagram is the one that I personally have the most involvement in. Um, that's at Nathan underscore Cruz Nancy. You can keep in touch with like like things that's going on on my twitter page as well which is at nathan underscore cruz dante as well um youtube i do have a youtube channel um that's kind of like still in works of being finalized like it's been there for a while and i've kind of been active with it but i haven't been as active with it as i should and i've kind of got somebody kind of helping me with that at the moment so yeah but you can go on there and check out a bunch of matches of mine that are still on there that i'm quite proud of um yeah, other than that, don't add me on Facebook. I don't like I'm, I'm Facebook's. <laughs> Facebook's for Nathan Irwin. That's why it's Nathan Irwin and not Nathan Cruz. And it, I keep it very, very personal and, and private. Like that's just please respect that. Like that's away from wrestling. That's got my fiance, my dog, my my closest friends and family and their kids and stuff. I just want to please respect that privacy. So. Anytime I get friend requests on that, I do feel bad that I click decline and I'd even drop some people a message and I still feel kind of rude, but I, I guess I shouldn't because it's my own privacy. So just don't add me on Facebook. I think there's a Facebook fan page. Um, someone used to run that for me. So I'm useless there. I, I really, I, <laughs> but, but Instagram's you know I mean? the best place to get you, isn't it? Instagram's in, in, the best in, place to get you. In, Instagram's the one I have the most personal involvement and the Twitter one is very active as well. Like You can get in touch through that. 
There we go. But before we say goodbye, um, I just want to kind of uh, announce or kind of re-announce who my next guest is going to be on Wrestling With Jonas. And it's this coming Saturday, the 17th of September, live on Wrestling With Jonas on Twitch, on YouTube and Facebook. And it's none other than formerly known as Scotty Too Hotty, Scott Garland will be joining me live on the Wrestling With Jonas, 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern, um, Saturday, the 17th of September. I'm, I'm sure you're a fan of uh, Scotty from back in the day, Nathan. I was just about to say, John, it's flipping heck, like you've stacked the card here. Like, I'm <laughs> like, here I am, and I'm telling his story. But, yeah, good, good, good guess, man. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Good for you. Absolutely. You'll have to tune in and uh, send in a couple of questions for Scott Garland. Well, there, I but... tell you what, everybody <laughs> could do as well. After they get back from the NGW show on Friday night at the whole City Hall on September 16th, you can then on the Saturday night, enjoy listening to Jonah's podcast with Scotty Too Hotty. What there a wrestling go. weekend that could be, right? There exactly. It doesn't get any better. And then, of course, <laughs> the following week, I've got Maggot from uh, uh, WXW over in Germany. And to round off the month, RJ Singh will be coming on the Wrestling with Jonah's podcast. So a stacked month um, of uh, of legends coming on the show in the month of September. But uh, Nathan Cruz, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, I've I, thoroughly I enjoyed listening to your stories. I want to apologise about the signal. <laughs> so annoyed we we got happened. through it, my friend. We got through it. Yeah. <laughs> and got I, through I hope it. everybody enjoyed listening to this and let me ramble about wrestling. Because I love been... talking about it. <laughs> It's been a fantastic uh, hour and 21 minutes to, uh, listening to you talk about a wonderful career, a wonderful 16 years and many more to come uh, and all the great things you're doing with the Academy as well. But uh, Nathan Cruz, just want to thank you so much for your time, my friend. Oh, thank you very much, John. It's been a pleasure.